Hey everyone, my name is Abby, and you're listening to The Pirate Spiel. In today's episode, we are going to be sitting down with some people around Pattonville and hearing their stories about their mental health journey. Being aware of how you're doing mentally is very important, especially when you're at school. When you're at school, you interact with so many different types of people, all in different mental spaces. What's supposed to be a safe place for some is the opposite for others. School can be a bigger trigger, putting them in a bad place. In many cases, students are struggling, but don't have the resources or opportunities to talk with anyone or get the help that they need. In turn, this can have negative effects on other students and negatively impact their environment around them. To give outsiders a look of what happens on the inside, I spoke with Ace Manstrafer, Cole Lorino, and one of our counselors, Miss Wills, to hear their stories and bring awareness to those who otherwise wouldn't have known. Firstly, I spoke with a sophomore, Cole Lorino. What is your typical answer when asked the question, are you okay? I would normally say that I would be like, I'm fine, but I really wouldn't be fine because, I mean, that's a pretty standard answer when you're like, not okay, but okay at the same time. Like, it's just when you don't want to talk to them and like say more stuff, you just say, fine. Are you hesitant to open up to people about things or does the idea of sharing more information not bother you? It honestly depends on the people because I'm pretty open. I open up about a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't, but when it's like strangers, I just like talk to them for a bit and if it they're okay or whatever, then I'll be like, okay, let me tell you all of my issues. Let me just dump this on you, but in a nice way. How is your current mental health? Has it gotten better or worse in the past two months? It's definitely been better than it was two months ago. I mean, it's been pretty downhill from before with marching band, because, I mean, that puts a lot of stress and all my extracurricular activities I'm in. But right now, I'm pretty, I'm doing pretty good, surprisingly, with my friends. Next, I spoke to senior Ace Manstrafer to hear her story about her road of recovery. What did your path of recovery look like? Um, my path to recovery was a lot of ups and downs, and it was lots of like, hey, I'm doing really, really good, and then suddenly um, not so good the next day, and then you start to get in the cycle of thinking like, okay, so when is it going to get better at all? And then suddenly it does. So, I don't know. It's just kind of windy in that you can't see around, like, you can't see where you're going. I have had severe anxiety tendencies since fifth grade and anxiety and panic attacks since eighth grade, as well as depressive episodes, typically over winter, like seasonal. How does your mental health affect you, and when was it at their worst? They affected me in that it was something that I had to overcome, and they were at my worst when I was in eighth grade and freshman year. They were just something that I had to work through and something that built character in me and they were just something that I had to overcome. How long did it take to start feeling more confident in yourself and how did that make you feel? It's been about three years since I decided that I wanted to be alive and then I had this thing where I did because I had a lot of body dysmorphia so I took a look around at the people around me and I would pick one person every day to like see them in the hall see someone in the hallway just random and just say one nice thing about them 
until it became really, really easy to think nice things about other people. And then I would think about it with just about every person that I saw. At some point it hit me that I had the same value that I was seeing in other people because I'm a part of everybody too. The confidence part took a lot of bad days and a lot of dancing in the mirror. That that really helps, dancing in the mirrors. It, it's just seeing yourself happy makes a huge difference. What advice do you have for people who are currently struggling? Like I said, dancing in the mirror, that if you have problems with how you view yourself, seeing yourself as happy can make a huge difference. And also just stop saying the bad things you're thinking out loud. Don't let them enter the atmosphere. Don't bring them, don't burden them on other people. And I'm not saying that you can't have your friends to help you through things, but setting boundaries is huge. Don't let other people put their problems on you and don't put yours on other people unless they are in a place that they can handle it because mm -hmm. um, otherwise you tear both you and the other person that you're working with down and that can just destroy both of you. So just taking it a few steps at a time and not letting the bad things enter the atmosphere. And when you're dancing in the mirror, it has to be to like a good song. It can't be like a sad song. Oh yeah, no. Don't let yourself be like full of sad music. Honestly, don't, don't keep yourself bottled up into your bad places because it only gets you only get better if you want to get better and you can't like you can want to get better and still struggle with it and that's where you seek help from professionals but you can't get better if you don't want to how is your current mental health has it gotten better or worse in the past two months in the past two months it's definitely got better and that has a lot to do with summer coming back around again because i am a summer sunshine person <laughs> it's gotten better it was a little high and low there in the winter it's sunny now, got some vitamin D going on, a lot of songs, summer songs to dance to. Lastly, and maybe most importantly, I spoke to Miss Wills. What advice do you give to students who are currently struggling with school? I think normally my advice is organization and communication. So a lot of times when somebody's struggling in school, it's not so much about they don't understand as it is executive functioning and getting behind. So a lot of times when somebody starts to struggle, a big part of that is I don't know where to start because now I have X amount of assignments that are past due or I need to talk to a teacher now to get things unlocked. So it's organization and sometimes I'll just print off a real simple weekly planner that's just a, sh a one sheet that I'll print off and I'll say, okay, let's tackle this and put it into bite-sized pieces. So we'll do English and math on Monday and Wednesday. And then on Tuesday and Thursday, we'll do social studies and science or whatever the case may be for that person. So I would say that's a big piece. And then also just teaching people to advocate for themselves, talking to teachers. If you're struggling, let somebody know. I think sometimes in the midst of everything, people can underestimate the compassion that teachers have for students and their situation. But we can't read minds, right? And so there's also a part that's like, they have to know what's going on so they can have the compassion and the empathy to help you through something. What advice do you give to people who are currently struggling with their home or social life? It's so individual. I think sometimes it can be as innocent as it is very difficult. Not for all, I'm not painting with a broad brush, but for some teens to have empathy for parents. So their perspective sometimes can be like, this is what's happening to me and not really try to figure out where that's coming from. Is it coming from a place of love? Is it coming from, you know, a parent that is maybe trying to right some wrongs that have occurred in there? You know, that kind of thing. So it's really just 
like most counseling slash therapeutic relationships where you're just kind of holding up a mirror to the person you're talking to to help them see a situation more clearly. And sometimes that alone can help, but sometimes it's digging a little bit deeper and figuring out how to work around things and do the best with what you've got. How do you and the other counselors approach mental health discussions with students, especially first time? We're all very different. And I think that's one of the things that makes us a really strong department. Not just somebody's individual difference, but when you go to school for counseling slash therapy, you also sort of pick up your own theoretical perspectives that kind of change the way those conversations happen. I would say it's, it's a lot of listening and just making sure that somebody feels heard. Active listening is really healing for a lot of people, especially if they're not getting that in their personal life because most people aren't trained to do it. And so I would say really it's just a lot of active listening. Do you think that COVID and the recovery period of COVID is going to affect this generation's mental health? 100%. I think it's going to take years to dig out of this and for psychologists to tell us what this has done. I think at a minimum it has put a pause button on developmental things for people um, that we're still developing. I think that that's one thing. I also just think that social isolation is really negative for a lot of people. Most people need to be social and the fact that they didn't really get to do that caused a lot of problems and that's not even tackling real life issues, hierarchy of needs. I mean assuming somebody has everything that they actually need, it still did a number on people. That's not talking about the people that have food scarcity or who a number of other things that are, you know, real life problems for a lot of people. What kinds of mental health resources does the school provide? Obviously, there are the school counselors that are here um, that are trained and have all different types of skill sets and experience. Then beyond that, we have a part-time youth in need counselor who is a, a licensed therapist. So she works with students that we refer. We also refer out. If a family has the ability to get therapy, we have a, re a resource list of therapy and most of that is free. We have a social worker. We have an SSD social worker. So depending on what the needs are, I feel like most of the time we're able to meet those. The need being higher post lockdown. It has been hard to get all of those out to people. I think it's meant people sat on wait lists and things like that a little bit longer. But in general, I feel like we do a really good job of getting people what they need. How is your current mental health? Has it gotten better or worse in the past two months? The past two months? Oh, I feel like it's getting better. This is one of those things that, that I think is a little bit hard. Because it's what I do, I'm probably more cognizant of it than somebody that does something else. That being said, I mean, I've still sought out therapy. Everybody needs therapy at some point in their life. That's my own perspective, at least once or twice. I mean, I think mine is doing a lot better. I think the middle of this year for me personally, and I know this depends on caseload, area, individual circumstances, the middle of this year was really high volume for me. It was hard for me to meet with every single person that I needed to in a day. It has gotten better as we've been able to refer people out or you know, get people on the right track, talking to people in their support network or whatever the case may be. So for me personally, I feel good, but I make time for that. I go on walks, I do meditation, I do mindfulness, I do breathing because it's part of my, that's my jam. What advice do you have for people who are currently struggling? I think it's going to get better. I think this year, from what I've heard from my students as they've come in, they felt like this year was a little bit like ripping the band-aid off. Like they went from everything light because of virtual everything to doing everything full throttle again. And so I feel like this is a year of transition and I feel like next year will be even better because we'll be more practiced at this thing. 
Hopefully you were able to take a couple of things from this episode, even if it's just something small like changing music genres. If you allow yourself to be positive, then you'll start getting into the mindset of wanting to get better. I know it's easier said than done, but there are ways to get there and so many different roads to go down to get there. For starters, set boundaries and cut out people who are putting you down or making you responsible for their mental health on top of your own. It's not okay, and that's not your job. You're not being paid to be their therapist, so don't be, especially if you can't handle it. At the same time, don't be afraid to ask for help, either from friends who are in a good place, a trusted family member, a therapist, or one of our counselors. You shouldn't have to deal with this alone, and it's not healthy to try to figure it out on your own. There are lots of free resources out there and people that can listen and help you, but you have to be willing to get better and to take those steps. Use this summer to relax and work on yourself to carry over a better version of you into next school year. Look for more episodes and stories on Pattonville today. Have a good summer and stay safe, pirates!